Welcome to season four, episode 12, the finale of the 10 Minute Break podcast. Mama. We're back again for one last time here in the studio with what I've been told is the final arrangement of this office. We have now have some nice soundproofing wall material. I mean, it's really nice considering that this is the last ever episode we record with us three as host. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be back. Flores said he wants us back. Well, we can do it. We can do. A, we can run it back later. But as the full time host, this is our last gig. I know it's been. I counted it. I've done personally. This will be my 16th episode on the podcast. 16th. Both of y'all have done 15 because Killian missed one and you weren't there for the first time. That's being true. For, oh. for the for those who don't know the the backstories of uh. Time to break history. Roland actually was not a host. When I originally came on the podcast, uh, Is that pa- Patrick gave the Spotify open. What episode did I come on? You came on in season four, episode season two. Three. Season, season three. three. Season episode three, episode two. Episode two. And it episode says, two. And it I says was, here. I was named. Uh, sorry, Patrick, you can read. You said that you were going to come in just to give your insight on how to get a homecoming date. And I mean, after that, it worked out really well because we've, we've all been friends for a while and... Uh, also, we just had the same off period, which is very convenient. That was convenient. And, and so... It's fun. I always, you know, over my time, it's always been fun because, you know, I never expect it when someone comes up and makes a comment on one of the podcasts. And it's just, it's very interesting to me to see what people really remember from the podcast they listen to. And some of the people who listen to them is it's kind of shocking no, to me. I mean, it's surprising. Like, I've gone through just like, for example, like Jesuit administration, and they've been like, oh, rolling. Love when you talked about this on the podcast. And I was like, you listening to the student life podcast? They're like, dude, it's the best. Yeah, it's just, it's really well, Believe it or not, um, I went to Chappelle's junior prom a couple months ago. No and way. The whole group that I was with and most of the moms listened to the podcast. That's nuts. And I actually um, saw, saw one of the moms and she went, you sound just like the podcast. Called I, me off guard, but it was it was insane to reach. Right it was a comment. It was insane to reach, but uh, yeah, the Chappelle Junior friend groups. Yeah. yeah. So going all the way back to that episode, Let's they see. had me on as a guest, like a, a true guest. A guest. And then they in. brought me back for the next episode as another as a guest once again, and then after that. After my two episodes, back back, little try episode, episode four, try. last episode of season three is when you were first called a host of the podcast. I was named a host. One of the greatest honors I've ever received. And what did we call you? We called you resident guest for resident, a while. I was the re, I was the resident 10-minute break podcast We guest. were all sharing a mic back then. And I mean, this is another thing, just how times have changed. I mean, as well, we, we have a whole new office now. So let's go into a little bit of the history of the podcast. I'll restart. That's not for us, boys. <laughs> let's go back into a little bit of the history of the podcast as it's been over the last two years as us as the host we came in it was you know a campus ministry podcast and it began with us talking about uh our first episode it says in the opening episode of season three juniors killian lyon and patrick dowd join the podcast to discuss their role of angels and the practice of the catholic faith and give their predictions for the jesuit versus holy cross football game and that's what started us on the podcast and it really got this whole ball rolling is into this has developed into what it has been now. Obviously, Roland joined on as a guest and then a host. And through that, we found what really works for us, which would be, 
you know, some of the analogies that we have, and then which ended up morphing into Killian's concerns, which is, you know, a staple of every podcast that we filmed. Probably the most the most popular segment. People love Killian's it. concerns. I have all these concerns, y'all. And so we had, we moved from the second floor campus ministry office to the fourth floor at the start of this year with the new mics and the new setup, and then we moved back down to to the new office in the renovated 1926 wing. And that's where we are today and such a great spot with, uh, you know, a lot of memories associated with it. I mean, like just to go back to the beginning, as, as you mentioned before, we were just crammed into the, the campus ministry office, huddled around one microphone. And it's just crazy how much times have changed in which now we're, we're in this whole new office dedicated to pretty much the podcast and other student communications. And we have, wonderful stated like state of the line equipment and it's just impressive how something that can catch on and to give credit to jesuit they were able to take it and run with it and make it something truly special special shout out to mr flores who's really you know nurtured this done a lot of editing on our podcast and you know given us the opportunity to help this thing grow and i mean for, the, for those who haven't been uh who've just joined the 10 minute break fan club in the in the fourth the fourth season I and mean, the first three seasons mr flores was was given input and almost leading the podcast in his own way. And this year he's taken more of a backseat. So if you're confused about this voice you're hearing right now, this is uh, the Mr. person the person who effectively runs the podcast, Mr. Flores. The person, behind, the person right. behind the Tim Drake podcast would be Peter Flores. That's, yes. You can follow him on yes. his uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, I, I, that's right. That's not a real SoundCloud. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. All right, so uh, back to some of the podcasts. And then, obviously, this year we've had a lot of fun podcasts with you know athletes. We've had a lot of fun podcasts with teachers. And it's uh, really shaped how this is probably going to look like going forward in the future years. But hopefully it'll take a little bit of a life of its own when you get some new hosts. You know, It's always a good thing. This change is good. I mean, you can't, you can't replicate uh, individuals. And I I'm, I'm truly am excited to see the, the content that the 10-Minute Break podcast will produce. Maybe I'll start listening. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do listen to the podcast, but I thought it was funny aside. So I guess our first topic for today's podcast, I know we had quite the long intro in history, would be uh, Senior Week this week. We had a lot of fun and finally wrapped up Senior Day with the Senior Finale podcast. I mean, we're uh, for those, those who you obviously can't see us because recording a podcast, but we're all in coat and tie right now. We just finished. We just got back from the Hyatt Regency and our our big alumni. Uh, welcome to the Alumni Association luncheon. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Great, great speech by Father Anthony McGinn. McGinn, who you know really shared a lot of his wisdom for us going forward into the what one might say is the best, most important year of our life. Also, the longest I've ever heard him speak in like a speech. That is because for those that don't know, Father McGinn is known for giving the shortest masses with. I think the record for the Palm Sunday Mass. He said it in last 22. Year. He said the full length reading with a good homily in 22, 22 minutes. minutes. It was something. It was very impressive. But um, uh, the food was really good at the high. It was uh, quite where tasty. we had the lunch. Um, I was surprised they were able to make it for all of us and keep it in good quality. But um, I mean, it was a really cool gathering considering all of the people who were there are Jesuit alumni. And I think no other school has has that ability to gather hundreds and hundreds of people just because of the one connection that they share going and having graduated from Jesuit. 
Yeah. I think that speaks to the tradition and importance of the school that people put on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it. you'll see people coming back. You go there and they're immediately talking about the five-year reunion already. And that's something that's really special to see the brotherhood that's really formed amongst the people who, you know, go to these, go, has gone, that have been at this school since 1926, this corner of Carrollton and Banks. And it's that in community that's grown and become basically its own subset of a city within this large and cultured city. My mom calls it the Jesuit Mafia, <laughs> meaning that randomly you'll find these Jesuit alumni who just are there to help you out whenever you need it. Doctors, um, restaurant owners, just random people among the city. They're there for you. And there's been multiple times where I've just been kind of wearing my senior ring out in, in the wilderness of New Orleans. And I've had, I have people coming up, like, hitting me on the shoulder and just telling me, like, go Jays, or asking me, like, what, what, what year I graduate and stuff like, stuff like that. And it just shows you that there is this bond that is shared between all those who go one, to Jesuit. One of the most um, telltale stories I have of that would be after one of the exam weeks, I, me and a few other Jesuit um, guys went to Mandina's for a lunch. And we're sitting there. We'd already paid, but some Jesuit guy walked up and said he noticed our uniforms and wanted to pay for our lunch. And that was just something that was, I feel like you wouldn't get anywhere else outside of the Definitely city of New Orleans. Not. Any other really student base, just to see those guys out there and, you know, want to pay for their food because it's really bringing them back to their times and reminding them of the brotherhood that they formed as students at Jesuit. I mean, moving into, let's go a day back to, to Thursday of senior week. Just a, a big kind of like emotional day, realizing Definitely. that everything we did was like our last. I remember I was, after the second period, I was walking, I just decided to walk to my third period class. And Russell Cresson goes, Roland, why are you going to religion right now? I was like, we have religion now. He goes, no, it's break. And I said... Well, I thought I would have learned this after five years. And he was like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's your last 10-minute break. Yeah. And I don't know what said that, but that hit me. I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm done. Definitely. I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. Just um, just going through the classes, uh, our last class, um, it was weird to think about because we've, I mean, I did the math yesterday. We've spent over five, we've had over 5,000 classes. So to finally have that last class was uh, something else. And um, the activities that were involved on that last day, I felt like were really good in bringing all the senior class together as a community. We all did the tour de khaki in the morning. It's just a fun time. Everybody's smiling. Everybody is uh, just kind of feeling that uh, surrealism, knowing that all these years in the past have finally come to this last day. And then for lunch, we had the shirt signing where during lunch everybody – gathered around uh, Will Clark uh, in the parking lot, and we would sign each other's shirts. Um, it was really special to, you know, really connect with those classmates. And I felt like the shirt signing for me was really one of those moments that hit me because I'm going around signing these guys' shirts who, you know, I'm not necessarily the, the closest with compared to some of my other classmates. And realizing that this is, you know, one of the last interactions I might have with this person, you know, really because who knows what's going to happen in five years. A lot can happen in five years. Because if you think about five years before this was 2018, we were just eighth graders. And think about all the stuff that's happened since then, good and bad, whether it be COVID or, you know, winning a state championship. Those those things, it, it goes both ways. And you never know 
um, what experience you might have with someone else. And, you know, going off what Killian said and how the last class hit you, I, I would say it, it, it hit me, but I had a clue his last period and I was more Ooh. worried about my calculus grade than I was Ooh. about the last class of Jesuit, which I think is honestly almost, almost the right way to go out because I feel like it, you know, it shows the, you know, the time I had of Jesuit as, you know, being challenged to grow in my, you know, learning and understanding of subjects and, you know, just taking everything at its face value and not, you know, getting lost in what was going on in the past or what's going on in the future and just, you know, being in the present moment around, uh, around at the Jesuit, which is such a great school. I mean, I, had, I think I had a completely different experience my last period. <laughs> Me and Roland both. Oh, yeah, we, Killian and I were both in AP Civics with Mr. DeRosa. Oh, wow. <laughs> last and class. our last period ever, he was just, I mean, to give Mr. DeRosa credit, he always brings energy. He's just a very joyful person. And he made that class special. He showed us his old episode of with his family on Family Feud from the 1980s. How about a hockey player? And his famous a- missed question in which he said, how about a hockey player? That, you see, the question is, what... <laughs> What would a, a young boy want to grow up to be? Wrong. Right? Um, oh, is that the so, other question? I, I, so the question uh, to that uh, answer was, what was a job that would require you to hurt someone? And his brother-in-law, just two seconds before him, said football player. And it was wrong. And so Mr. Rosa, uh, and thinking about the answers, all the answers in the world, answered with, how about a hockey player? And that just... They got the the big old red buzzer, and uh, <laughs> but, but I mean to give Mr. Drosa credit, he went. Uh, he got all three of his other questions correct. He was on, on, on fire. He bounced, bounced back. He bounced back. He did bounce back. And I mean that kind of that joy was was completely different than what Patrick did in his quiz in calculus. I did. I think I did. I think I did well in that quiz. I mean, nice. you know, I, I got the curved grades back for my other um, AP quizzes. You know, I didn't fail calculus, and that that you know is really special to me and a hallmark of my my uh, you know it's real achievement of my Jesuit education. I actually have an A in calculus right now. That's impressive. That's very That's impressive. Achievement. Now, what about Father Kramer's after our senior run out, where we start from the courtyard and run out to the field and have a little pep rally, uh, atmospheric like uh, moment? Uh, what about Father Kramer's dismissal? Towards it. that gave me goosebumps. Uh yeah. I mean, honestly, if I had to say one thing hit me the most emotionally yesterday, it was that. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really moved by that, and even watching the video of that after school, it really got me again. And I was, it that really was the moment that I realized that you know we're done. Yeah, we're done. For those that don't know, after we did our little, our fun on the on the field, Father Kramer called us all up, had us all kneel around him. And he said like a, a dismissive prayer in which he wished us God's grace over the next years and through our lives. And then at the end, he said to the class of 2023, God bless. And he had a pause. And then he said, you are dismissed. And at that moment, it was like, it was, it was, wow, we're, all, we're done. All our families uh, looking at us. It was, it was definitely. But to also give, to also give Jesuit credit was there's a lot of parents of seniors who would they had a line on will clark field in which the, the parents could not cross and i think that was very smart because it kept kind of the celebration within the class and helped us use that moment as a moment of bonding and like a memory of us celebrating with our class and there was no there's no mom coming and trying to take pictures during it they were all off to the side and we had our moment which i think was the right way to go about it yeah great so you know we had a lot of special moments on that last day let's just quickly 
hit on each other senior week event. We, you know, had a fun time. I guess the first thing we did on Monday was our jambalaya lunch. Jambalaya lunch. Our college, college shirt day. College shirt day. I think it was really fun. You know, I think we touched on this last episode of, you know, getting to see um, where everyone's headed because you know you don't know a lot of these guys who you're not necessarily as close with, and to see where they're headed and, you know, know that. That's you know you really get to congratulate them on, you know for some of them really impressive places that I I didn't even know they were headed to. So and it's also just another good example of the success Jesuit can put out. I mean it's never Jesuits often gotten some grief about not advocating for their achievements more, and it's I mean because it's for Jesuit it's never about the the numbers and the achievements it's about the men that it turns their students to become. But it was just really nice to see that. We as students are accomplishing fantastic things. Yeah. Um, and so, any thoughts on that, Killian? Uh, like you said, Patrick, it was just cool to see um, how uh, – cool to see like, the different colleges that these kids go to. It was cool to see that if you went to a college that um, not many people – that you know not many people are going to go to, it's cool to see that extra kid that you just found out is going to your college. And so you could possibly reach out to them. Speaking of which, we're obviously not going to be at Jesuit next year. We're going to be moving on to our colleges. So, Kelly, would you like to, to share where you're going to go? I want to start off first uh, because I don't want to be overshadowed by my two Ivy Leaguers over here. But I'm going to uh, Texas Christian University, TCU, um, for the next year, next four years, hopefully. Go Horn Frogs. Go Horn Frogs. Go Frogs. And so uh, I made that decision. I like the campus. Uh, I like the place. And uh, I'm very excited. I'm going to be uh, rooming with my uh, – Good friend of mine, Clifton LeBlanc. Golf Great guy. prodigy. Golf, golf prodigy. prodigy. Showed off his golf skills at the Dominated talent show. Dominated the talent show today with Dominated his golf trick shots. And his rapping was he the only? He was the only real double double participant. He was only oh, real, the only double participant. So uh, I'm just excited for the next four years and where it takes me. Uh, not for y'all. I'm, uh, I'm heading up to Dartmouth College in New Hampshire, which is a school I'm really excited to. I've been up there a couple times. I'm going to be there in about a week. Go trees. Go be green. Go be green. Go be green. School I'm really excited to. I think it's someplace like Jesuit that will academically challenge me, and I'm just really excited for what the future may hold there. I guess for me, I am uh, also heading to Hanover, New Hampshire to go to Dartmouth. Go Big Green. Are y'all rooming? So Dartmouth has an all-random rooming system. Really? So what happens is Dartmouth pretty much never takes two people from one school. So me and Patrick are just breaking boundaries over here. Shout out Daniel Lee, who also got in. But uh, Daniel Lee is going to Princeton, which, I mean, congratulations. That that, that's yeah, impressive. Impressive. <laughs> Good night. But uh, so Dartmouth, because of that, often it, it enforces um, a mandatory uh, random roommate. So Patrick and I will take a quiz in the beginning of May about our personalities and they'll try to match somebody up with who will work. It's a pretty small class. I'm not exactly sure the... It'll be interesting. The, How many people do you think? About 1,000. 1,200. It's yeah. about the size of Jesuit, but in yeah, one class. class. Gotcha, gotcha. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm going to you know, be participating in intercollegiate cross-country and track and field, and you know, it should be fun. It's uh, totally opposite of a running experience as it is in New Orleans, um, you know, getting to run in the woods on trails you know, amongst all the trees versus you know, running in a city like this, which I've done now for five years, and it's... I'm ready for a change. You're going from hot and flat to hilly and cold. I'm excited, though. Uh, it should be good. 
And so I guess we'll go to Tuesday. And that was our senior, senior superlatives and our senior lunch. Shout mm. out to Central City Barbecue. Delicious. Delicious, so delicious lunch. I mean, uh, once, I was in also, the best catering for sure. And also, credit, credit to Central City Barbecue, founded by members of the class of 1992, Jesuit High School. Nice. Yeah, I guess a little fun fact for Go you. Go Jays. Go Jays. But uh, sitting at this table, Patrick and I did not receive a senior superlative. But do you know who did? Co host Killian Lyon. With being uh, the most likely to be the future Pope. I see it. I could see it in here. The can, little can hat would it? fit can well. You, can you see it? Right in the, the Pope Mobile? The Pope Mobile? I mean, to, uh, if, if, if fun fact about Killian is Killian's also the, the prefect of senior sodality, which pretty much puts him in charge of all the students and all of sodality and all of campus ministry. So, I mean, to, to call him the Pope is almost like he is the student Pope of Jesuit. So, I try to be. I see it. <laughs> we try. We we don't necessarily take all of his all of his saying as infallible, though. You know. No, we do not. <laughs> uh, my girl advice is pretty infallible. And where has that led you, Killian? <laughs> you know that is that is. We can let the viewers decide on whether or not Killian's girl advice is is uh, infallible. There'll be, be a poll. Check in the description if you, below. If check, you want, check if season you want to three. Learn epi- more season three episode two. Season, season three episode two. There'll we'll be a poll you, in the description below. Uh, give you all of the. There will not be a poll. There, there, there is no poll. description below. There is no description. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to mislead you, listeners. <laughs> and then, and finally, on Wednesday of senior week, Patrick has shades on now. Just we had. Slip and slide. Slip and slide. I mean, I having a track me that day, I didn't want to, you know, partake. Lame. Loser. I didn't want to get injured. But, and, you know, injured. I, I get injured. I get, no uh, one got injured on the slip and slide. No one. Except yeah, not for a Sam Hunter. Person. No one. Sam I mean, Hunter. Shout out Sam Hunter. Took Sam it like a champ. Opened his head. Cracked slid, his head a slid into somebody's knee and now has stitches in a black eye. Was he safe, though? Hmm? Was he safe? He's all good. He's all, oh, he's all good. Yeah, he's all good. He's all good. Three stitches. He took second, it, said never even hurt. Didn't hurt. Took it like a champ. Shows gonna, the true resilience of a blue jay. It's gonna make for some great prom pictures. That's for sure. I actually, uh, I actually got wiped out because I was. Uh, someone thought I was uh, a different guy. Oh, just got wiped out. Well, but I'm not hurt. So it was such a memorable senior week for all of us, and I think it's you know something that obviously has an impact on every senior class because it, you know, shows, you know, it, it really celebrates the end of, you know, an era for each, each class. It'll, it'll for sure be something I always remember. You know, Definitely. every, if I had to say something, I think it'd be that every Jesuit class, you know, is notably different than one another. And the way that you can come together as a class and celebrate is, you know, so unique to a class and, you know, will be that, that really last hurrah of brotherhood, you know, before you go into the, graduation and all the other you know fun things that come along with being a senior now speaking of uh memories uh i would like to introduce y'all to the final part final segment of killing's concerns part 10 or 11 i've lost track but it does definitely part 11 i think it's 11 yeah with my co-host patrick dowd rolling wax back and special guest mr flores who used to be the host but is now not the host Greatest Welcome. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for having me, Killian. I mean, we have of course. we have four of, of the five holders of the 175 podcast merch here right now. So that's that's something wow. to be said in and of that itself. That is something to be said. The most uh, the most exclusive merch on campus, and the best, I think. It's I, I, the white my favorite. I agree. 
And so, Kelly, what are we talking about today? So today, uh, to wrap up the year, we're going to be talking about our top three Jesuit moments, top two Jesuit moments, and then we're also going to talk about our top two podcast moments from this year and last. So uh, we'll each go around, say the two, and say the one, or you want to do just, one, we'll two? Just, we'll just we'll, see see we'll play one. by ear, see we'll what play happens. By ear. You know what, I can, I can start us off. For me, as, as a member of the football team, this was a, an impactful moment, was when we defeated Brother Martin pretty handedly in the state semifinals my junior year. It was, it was a true, it was a great game. I, play, I personally played really well. And also as a team, it just kind of felt like we were in a rhythm. Like we almost couldn't be stopped. And against a team that beat us, unfortunately, earlier in the year and that we consider our rivals, it just was an ultimate moment. I remember coming off the field after that win, getting into the bus, and just just enjoying the moment so much, and just being there with my team as we just celebrated. Hype! It was, it was hype. It was as awesome. a you know commenting as a you know member of the Gizzard for that game. Hype out of my mind, especially after you know, no offense, the heartbreaker that we had early in the season. No offense taken, was a heartbreaker. 100%. And you know, getting that bounce back win. In the, in such a crucial game, mm-hmm. it really was, you know, it was huge. I, I remember us pulling up in the bus to Tad Gorman. I mean, it was, the game was packed. That was the, probably the biggest game that I've been a part of. The I think stands were filled on both sides. It was on the news. Politicians were talking about this high school football game. For for some reason, I think it was like every alumni was. In, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend or something. It was. Everyone it was, was the, in. It was the town. day after Thanksgiving, and I remember us going into the gates of Tad Gormley and one side just covered in blue and the other side covered in red. And I remember I was seated against the window. A bunch of Brother Martin students came up, started hitting our bus on the, with the glass and had the video of the missed kick, the doink. And we were just going, doink, doink, doink. And at that moment, I, I don't know why, but I was like, we're winning this football game. Like, I'm not dealing with this. We're winning this football game. They destroyed them, too. Yes. It wasn't even close. It wasn't like last game. And honestly, watching that game, and feeling the environment has to be my number two memorable moment, if I were to think about it. Um, I respect that. It's a, it's a solid pick. Uh, it's just, you know, you see the Gizzard, you see the uh, alumni coming to watch it. You, you get a sense of uh, the Jesuit community, and it was a very fun game to watch. and a very, uh, It's a very good game to, you know, because bro- like we've all been talking about, Brother Martin beat us uh, earlier that season, so it was good to get back at him. I would say my, I, my favorite moment Hands down. Uh, I mean, it wasn't kind of like these moments where it was shared with, you know, a large, large portion of the Jesuit community. But being that um, earlier this year on our senior, on our journey as a senior cross-country runner, you know, we were one of the top teams in the nation, and it was just a fun experience. And then when um, the hurricane hit on the East Coast this year and we had to move our meet from North Carolina and we ended up going to Indiana, it was such a hectic week. And then to go into Indiana against I think nine of the top 25 teams were at that race and to sneak out a win we had we brought seven people to that race the team that was heavily favored to win literally had 300 people amongst like five or six races to come in there with seven guys and edge them out by nine only nine points and to get up on that stage when they started shooting the fireworks in the backgrounds that were um you know randomly the color of the team that was heavily favored to win but uh, with those fireworks in the background, hoisting that trophy, knowing that it was a true team effort, I think that's really, you know, that was 
for me a, a super special experience and I really was soaking that all in in that time and you know I thought it was I would say that's probably my my most fun I've ever had as a runner on that team which is you know been such a such a big part of my Jesuit life I think to go back to to one of another one of my favorite moments um I would first like to uh, honorable mention to the two Kairos retreats I led as a senior. Those were just very impactful, and it, it meant a lot to get to grow closer to people that I haven't spent a lot of time with, and those are the juniors and other faculty members, and just to try to help them grow in their faith life a little bit. That was very impactful to me, and I truly loved every second that was on both Kairoses. But I have to say, I'm going to go with something that happened today. Right after I gave the State of the Blue Jay today, when I kind of realized that like all the I thought about all of the work I've done this year as, as president and that was probably the most meaningful experience because I fully realized the time I put in and the work I did and that it led to something great and I'd say that's probably my number one I would say my number one kind of on the side of rolling was the uh the run out and just the um the the dismissal uh yesterday as our final day it was just it was crazy thinking about the past five years, how much we've all changed, and so to finally have that final, that final moment, defined to represent the end, uh, it it was just a a really great feeling. I couldn't help but just smile. You know, for me, my you know obviously I had such a great experience as a runner, but you know I think a really close second. I know Roland touched on his experience as a Kairos leader, but you know being on my Kairos and you know, obviously I won't get into any of the real details of that, but I think um, being there and the experience I had, I think more as a leader was, I think, definitely the most impactful experience I had. When I, when I went on my Kairos, that was a super, super impactful experience on me, and I wasn't necessarily ready for it. But, you know, going on it a second time and being able to enjoy the experience and you know, help other people enjoy that experience. It really, I'd say it's one of the most fulfilling moments of my whole Jesuit career. You know, after all the academics, all the athletics, all the, you know, masses, sodality, whatever, just being on that Kairos, you know, bring that all into fruition and together in such a special experience for me and all the other people around me. That was definitely, I think, you know, one of my most favorite, my favorite moments. I mean, it's hard for me to, to nail down a favorite moment from this year, you know, for as it relates to the three of you, but one of the things that I think about seeing the three of you here at the end of, you know, the end of your high school career, but also the end of your high school podcast career, <laughs> is <laughs> the, you know, like, and I can't give away everything too, but at the senior day activities in the auditorium, I mean, I was just, I was really joyous in that moment because you see that your class has come together in a way that. There's no groups that you're worried about. There's no, uh, well, I don't know, that guy's kind of, we're not going to talk to him or something. Everyone was excited to be together, celebrating the different talents that you all have. <laughs> and it's amazing to me to, it's like, you know, when I first met Patrick over here, he was about six feet shorter. And he said to me, he's like, Mr. Flores, I'm going to break all your records in cross country. And I didn't know who he was. Uh, and I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. And then, of course, it happened, right? And then I remember meeting... All-American, Patrick yeah. Down, and cross-country, All-American. Second, all second American. team, All-American. All-American. Oh, All-American, Patrick. All-American, yeah. nonetheless. 
and then you know to to meet you know Roland and Killian and and Patrick through Sadality sophomore year, and I remember talking with Father Dyer, being like, man, these guys, they're as sophomores, like they're already leaders, and then to see you become that has been just awesome because as teachers we don't always get to see the fruits of our labor. You know, like I was talking with Father Kramer about this about how I enjoy mowing the lawn, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I don't know, if it's just because I'm. I'm getting old now, but like, man, an ideal Saturday, get up, go for a run, come back, mow the lawn, sit down, watch some college football. What, what a great Saturday. Um, Hopefully the other day loses. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm on team. Uh, I'm hoping Michael Mayer goes to the, goes to the Saints Oh, that would be fan- – oh, yeah. That would be a separate podcast, but, yes, if Michael Mayer could fall to the Saints, that would be – I was hoping we drafted him at, uh, at, 20, at, thir- yeah. at 29, but whatever. But um, we don't often get to see the the results of what we put in, and fa- that's what Father Kramer was saying. The reason you like mowing the lawn is you can see the results. As a teacher, we don't know usually what happens to you guys afterwards. One of the I think I, this is a long way to get to my favorite thing this year is I don't mean this to sound uh, too sappy or something, but with the three of you, I really can I feel like we can see the results of of that work that you guys have internalized what Jesuit has tried to teach you. And it's great to see the men you've become at the you know here at the end of your time. That not just as a podcast host, but as you know, as we said today, men of faith and men for others. It's been it's been a joy to watch you grow into that. And then all three of you, student body president, prefect of sodality, apparently second all American in cross country. It's been amazing to see the the way that you've responded to one, like the gifts God's given you, but then also taking advantage of the opportunities to become the men that, yeah, God called you to be. So it's, that's been my favorite thing is to watch you guys. I know it sounds uh, really sad, but like to watch you guys grow, but then to see you succeed in it, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's great. Um, but I remember sophomore sodality that year. I remember one time we were screwing around in that room and, I might oh, have the, I, yeah, the the room with no windows. That red room had no. I meant the actual room with windows. Your your classroom, like three hundred eight, three hundred six, oh. or whatever. And we we're screwing around in there, and I uh, we were playing maybe baseball or something. Oh, I with remember. like I don't remember. It was like a, a bat or something and a piece of paper. I might have knocked over like half your quizzes out the window, like the third floor window. Tough. <laughs> I guess they got hundreds. <laughs> I have mysteriously lost quizzes over the years, so now thank you for help. You that's know. that's a few of them. Yeah, I mean just a just a reminder of those days. Those are the dual lunch days. Dual lunch. That was dual lunch. Days. That was such, do, that, that was, was that is. If we do a bottom memories doing fourteen masses like oh. it, it, with that, not in my top ten. Uh, yeah, the, the oh my. Hey, hey, slot slot seven serving crew was different though. I remember that me and Roland were in that. All-star oh, the service. all-star. The, the all-star the crew. We were the only team that was able to have a full serving crew. And we had, like, four more people than any other ma- in any other slot. We had alternates. We had alternates. We were we had every position lined up. We were the people who started the torches because we had so many people. It's true. I was still in training. <laughs> I, I would say another thing that I know we're getting out of, out of line here, but one thing that really hit me this morning, we went to the final senior sodality mass. And... Killian, oh, no, this is so true. I thought that in my head. You were I thought serving. that in my head. You were it serving was with Father Kramer. Redemption. So, oh, backstories. Backstories. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah, that's got to be in the top, right. top, 
Yeah, that's yeah. got that's got to be the time. Right, so One when of the I said I, the in reason Jets history in the, the past 175 years, the reason I wasn't on the A team, even I should have been, was because I was still in training because sophomore year, Sadality, <laughs> uh, uh, I was um. Obviously, and I was uh, asked to serve for one of the morning matches, and so me being my generous self said, "Yeah, sure." And uh, I forgot to I forgot to add the fact that I don't know how to serve, or I didn't know how to serve at the time. And so I walk up there and I do a bunch of stuff wrong. I mean, I'm stepping on I'm people's ready. toes, basically. I'm well. I, I gave I the priest. The, there's two. There's two highlights. Killian took the the water and wine. I had a whole highlight by real. the handles. Oh. By the handles and handed him to the priest. To Father Kramer, and Father Kramer is trying to grab. You're not supposed to do that. The water and the wine from the bottom. I did the most common sense but thing. Then, but then Killy wasn't really letting go of the water. Well, no, it wasn't. That so wasn't. Was, There's was the small holes. My fingers are fat, and so I tried like I, I was, I was, that so was struggling. So far, I, I was struggling. So it was like this weird like tugging back and forth. Like, that was the funniest. Mr. Father Kramer, it was almost like they were he, dancing. Father Kramer handled it really well. So uh, he did. Oh, because the, the bath. And then to take it one step further, moments later, lavabo. The for lavabo. the lavabo, so the pouring of water. Supposed to pour the water hands. on the priest's hands. Killian gets Salt. the water. No, let me go. Killian gotcha. gets the water, looks at Father Kramer, and turns around and just starts <laughs> pouring the water into the bowl at the Kramer, side of the altar. Father Kramer comes Never running around no. like. And Father Kramer was just. I thought Father Kramer was like, "What I, is I, happening?" I thought you were supposed to run. dip your fingers in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs over and puts his hands under. Gets the last few drops of water that we had. And then quietly said, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was great. I remember watching that video because we had all the masses streamed. I guess live still show. are. Yeah, the, we, could, we averaged still about between like 7 and 15 live streams. And so we're sitting there watching that. And I remember being that mass. Everyone was cracking up the whole time. It was it was pretty funny. We had a sodality for failure. We had a sodality meeting later, and the entirety of our sodality meeting was, was how to serve. Was dissecting Killian serving performance. <laughs> and then and then conveniently a week later, Father Dyer made a how to serve course and had all the sodality learn. And and I mean to give to give Killian credit, handled it like a champ. That's right. And then I was redder than a tomato. And he never. And most people in this situation would never just never serve again. Like, I'm embarrassed. I'm not serving again. Killian, no. Killian came back. I just served a fantastic altar. I served a lot last year and uh, a couple times this year. I mean, yeah. And so, you know, but getting back to what, with how that started, we, it was really full circle today because, you know, I will say, Killian, you know, we, we started Mass today and it was you and Father Kramer just like two years ago. And, you know, I would say you served a flawless mass. I served all right. I served all right. I was a little go. rusty, a little, little additional. You did a great job. Wrong. I mean, as as an altar server, I didn't notice a thing you did wrong. And right. so it was just, right. I thought that during mass, you know, it almost like it almost hit me emotionally, like to the the point that, man, we've come a long way in two we years. We've come such a long way to just you know being at that point. Patrick and I actually, during the the lavabo, looked at each other. And I just mouthed we redemption. We knew, we knew, we knew what was happening. And I, I actually, I don't know. It was funny that the Killian, you know, when I started this, you know, made that comment that he was thinking the same thing because it's just, I that it's just something that I don't think I, I would have gotten anywhere else to, to realize that connection. And on a on a senior day is just so special. Yeah, don't think that whole mass. I was thinking about redemption. <laughs> I was thinking about it too. Don't worry. I, I, I recognized it. And yeah, it, it was very um. It was a very uh, good mass to serve, and it was a very uh, good physical reminder of, like Patrick said, how far we've come. And uh, 
just yeah. the progress we made in the past years. And so I guess one final part of Killing's Concerns, we can go around, kind of talk about some of our favorite podcast episodes that we've filmed all uh, 16, 15, 15 of them. And, um, you know, just kind of touch on that. I would say, I'll start. I think I'm going to go back to season three, episode I'd say episode two, that, that first one that Roland was on there. That, that one was a special. That was a highlight. It was clicking. Ooh. The analogies were clicking. Flores was on it. You know, Is, is that the ice? The uh, the homecoming? Yes. The oh, homecoming. that was the homecoming. Oh, okay. That, oh, okay. That, that, that's definitely the top podcast. Uh, until this year, that was our most listened to podcast. Until well, until I think... Um, Corbello, I think it was big. It was Corbello. And then Cor- I think Corbello Hattie. And, and Hattie. Yeah. And so I, I'd say if I had to pick one, I mean, I know it's... Maybe not quite as high end as some of the ones we do now. Maybe not as structured, but you know, from a host perspective, that was so fun to film that one. I mean, we talk about it now, we laugh a lot. I don't. I was struggling to breathe for a lot of that podcast. It was so funny. And then, I think what's so incredible, I was listening to one of those old episodes of like I think a couple weeks ago, is how we were able to switch from doing the funniest things where we'd be dying laughing talking to, red. like, talking about angels and, like, the, the, <laughs> the religious, religious swap. And then, right. But we we go from so solemn to so funny back and forth, like, three or four times within a podcast, which is just crazy. And so that was that's probably my favorite. And that's season three, episode two. So I guess we can... I mean, that would be one of my honorable mentions for sure. That, that episode was the beginning, and it's just, like, the ultimate, like, also realization of like how far we've come from that and i think that's very important but i'd also like to talk about uh two of this season's episode number one uh the coach hattie episode absolute classic as 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 somebody who's played for coach hattie for four years and has been spent so much time with him he's truly a fantastic individual who has a lot of opinions and is truly just a wonderful person and very good on a microphone and the, the episode was just fantastic. We talked about the West Bank and ice cream. I've never known or never learned so much about ice cream. Or the West Bank. Or the West in Bank. In one yeah. sitting. It's, it was truly a wonderful episode. And he, he came with some arguments. Yeah. Actually, no, just yesterday we were leaving the crawfish boil and we ran into Coach Hattie. I said, Coach, you want, you want to get some crawfish? He said, nah, man, like, I got to get back you know, to the West Bank. Uh, and I said, oh, Coach, this is my wife. Uh, and in, introduced. And then we immediately started talking about I said, this is the guy that talks about ice cream. That's how I kind of introduced him. And he, I think he said he was talking to your relative again about Cookie Two-Step versus, uh, pra, pra, is it a praline? No, he the so pralines and cream okay. is a Wagaspack Gordon, Wagaspack slash Gordon family ice cream staple. And it's a very underrated flavor, and Coach Hattie agrees with me. But he also says the Wagaspack household is a big Cookie Two-Step family okay. over cookie dough. And Coach Hattie says that's because we live extravagantly. <laughs> oh man, I mean, Coach Hattie is. He, I'm sad we haven't been able to have him on another podcast because you know he really, uh, as much as we you know talk well together, he made it even better. You know, playing off of each of us, and he really was able to, you know, hold his composure incredibly well. That you know, which is notably pretty tough if you haven't yes. done a lot of podcasts, and so. That was definitely a top episode, and I'll get let you do your second one. And then my second one would be our, I guess, our Christmas special, oh my God, that was which so... was the most chaotic podcast ever. I think well, we had uh, that and that. Uh, don't, don't, don't spoil, Patrick. I know what you're going to say. And I think, and I think we had like say. six guests. We had five hosts, six guests. We had everybody. Christmas on. was in the air. It was Christmas in the air. We were talking about Christmas songs, and it was just 
such a different field to most of our other podcasts, which are kind of ordered. Definitely. We kind of have a, something going in. And this was just like, we just let loose. Father die or like Will shared and just mumbling and, <laughs> and rambling a, about an, things. Another note it, was, on, it was super fun. Another note on Father Dyer is that somehow he has managed to be the most, the number, the guest who's been on the podcast, the largest number of times even though he lives in denver yeah the guy lives lives in denver Denver. he lives in denver and he is our most frequent guest (laughs) it's nuts now talking about chaotic podcasts uh y'all may not know this one was chaotic so all the stuff we had to take out of it no that was oh yeah yeah the asc podcast (laughs) with the alumni service corps i think that's episode eight i believe no 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 episode nine that that was a fun podcast because, you know, all those guys, we have three teachers that are basically our age. I would say maybe three, four years older than us. And we were just on another podcast where the infrastructure, we were just going out of order. We were just going crazy. And it was that was a fun podcast to, uh, to host. If we're uh, talking about chaos, I think it, it you cannot talk about chaotic podcasts unless you talk about season four, episode 10, where we had Hunter Rufnack, Good, William Good, Father Pulse, Killian, me, Roland, and Collar Lion and Spencer Wagesbeck. All on the podcast. I mean, Jacques Broussard. Jacques Broussard, too. Yes, and Jacques was and on Jacques it. Jacques was, was there on it very Jacques briefly. I mean, that podcast, I remember it was like I was getting water while I was like running around to grab Father Pulse, like thinking of stuff, working on how to do an intro. I mean, if you listen to that podcast, right after we finish the podcast, you can hear me in the background going, all right, guys, time to record the intro. And Just I mean, to show yeah, you how insane it, it was. And that was the same time. I think I want to say that was on a shortened schedule too. And they were having yes. fasting Friday down the hall with the mm-hmm. and the campus ministry office. It was crazy. It's mayhem. All right. Well, I'll let Father. Uh, I mean, I'll let <laughs> Father Mr. Flores, Flores <laughs> talk yeah. about his favorite. My wife would not be happy if I was. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. It, it's tough for me. I would say yeah. As far as editing goes, the, the that last one was wild. Like, <laughs> I had I had audio notes from Patrick. Uh, Mr. Flores, if you're hearing this, this is the beginning. Please put this, you know, like cut, cut here, <laughs> add here. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a tough one. Um, this is gonna, you know, it, I would not put this in our podcast highlights in terms of most entertaining. But our interview with Mr. Delat was the one I was most impressed with you guys with. And he, I mean, I remember talking to Mr. Delat afterwards, and he was he was like, "Wow, I was not expecting them to be that good." <laughs> Because y'all came in not just only with questions, but were able to follow up with substantial questions to his answers. And I remember thinking, I think that was what was that our third episode or second? That was episode? season four. It was a Thanksgiving episode. special. Season I four, episode, I think it was episode three, five, five, five. Yeah, wow. really. Thanksgiving. We, we yes. had five episodes yeah. before Thanksgiving this year. Wow. We started um, off strong. Yeah. <laughs> we really did. I just remember thinking after that one that man, they've really made it. Like they, they, like I can take the reins off i don't have to be nearly as involved y'all y'all got this so from a like a producing standpoint i think that was a highlight for me because i realized okay like they've uh you know they're uh what should i say they've we made it you made it yeah and you know just talking about all this podcast stuff you know it really you know makes makes one think about you know how how awesome it's been to have this opportunity to do this because and you could number probably the schools that have a podcast on one hand and you know to be able to kind of step up make this into what it's been and you know every two weeks to get them be able to come out here and just do this it's always a fun little break from whatever's going on whatever tests whatever you know hectic things are going on in your life just be able to come out here and you know, chat around on about nothing 
basically. I mean, from my end, it's pretty much like I've enjoyed this tremendously. It's been a way for me to do something with two of, two of my close friends, Killian and Patrick, and also have somebody who I look up to, Mr. Floor, just kind of helping out in the background. Because I, I used to I used to be the prefect of sodality, and I worked with Mr. Flores a lot back in the time, and I really I appreciated all that he's done, and also just like as somebody on student council, a way to just kind of talk about what's going on and to help people get to games and other stuff like that, proved to be very valuable. And it was I just I loved this podcast so much. I've enjoyed uh, every moment uh, hosting this podcast, and I think it's a uh, proper to give credit where credit's due. So I would like to thank Mr. Flores for uh, starting this podcast up, like re, re, because uh, we it used to be we used to have the podcast continuing throughout COVID, but COVID's kind of stopped it. And the, so junior year, he restarted it, revamped it a little bit, and uh, asked all three of us to host. And uh, so thank you, Mr. Flores, for the opportunity. Yeah, well, uh, Kyle, I guess I'll let you sign off your uh, your segment now. Thank you all for listening to part eleven of Killing's Concerns. Um, it's been a pleasure hosting this segment and um i'll see y'all later i'll make sure to come back yeah and hopefully special guest another podcast episode i I have a i have a very strong feeling this won't be our last this will not be our last and so i guess this brings us to our uh our uh closing wow and so you know today we talked about you know just some of our memories on the podcast where it started where it's gone uh we talked about senior week where we're all headed and uh this is Patrick James Dowd signing off, host of the Ten Minute Break podcast. Wait, what's your middle name? James. This is Killian James Line signing off uh, on the final episode of the podcast. And this is Roland Simeon Wagusback the Fourth, loser, <laughs> who's signing off. Uh, just want to say thank you to all who listen. Uh, we've really appreciated. We've put a lot of work into this, so we really appreciate you all listening. This has been season four, episode twelve, the finale of the 10-Minute Break Podcast. Yeah, that hit me. <laughs> that hit. That last, the last oh, that, hit. We, we, what? Peaches, 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 peaches,